You are listening to episode 78 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you. Want to ditch mom guilt? Stop yelling and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. You are in for a treat today. I have a most wonderful guest, and I can't wait to have our conversation. The things that you are going to learn are going to impact your life today. So I will let her introduce herself, but I just want to say welcome, Dr. Diana Lindonio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me here. This is so fun. I mean, I always love to connect with, you know, amazing doctors who are doing, you know, positive change and really want to impact, you know, the world in a, in a positive way. And that's really, you know, who you are. And I'm just so honored to be here and uh, so happy to be here. Well, thank you. And speaking of impact, I mean, just tell us, first of all, where you are and what you do. And then I'm going to just tell people that I met you online and you are just an amplifier and such an advocate for physician wellness. So I'll let you speak a little bit about that. Yes. So I'm a urologist with a U. So, you know, surgeon of all the fun parts. Um, and um, there's not many of us who are women. There's 10% of us. We just crossed the 10% line. We actually have a little pin. This uh, is 10%. Uh, but also from the uh, other standpoint, uh, Latinas or, you know, black urologists is very, very few of us. 0.5% of all urologists are female and Latina. And I actually was born in Mexico City. So, you know, there's not a lot of us. So this is, to me, something that actually gets me really excited. It's like my little superpower. I, I'm proud of it. I think there's only, you know, we can only get better and get more people and, you know, really grow from there. So it doesn't make me depressed or sad or angry. It makes me feel really, really empowered and, and positive about it. But yes, I'm a urologist in Los Angeles. You know, I have, you know, have many roles. We call these roles of the, you know, false identities. But, you know, I'm a mom, of course, of two kids. I'm a wife. I'm a urologist. I'm a life coach. And I'm also the founder of Physician Coach Support. And this is an online platform where you can go to physiciancoachsupport.com. And basically what it is, there's a group of amazing physicians who are also certified life coaches. And what we do here is we give support for any physician that may be, you know, struggling with anything that is going on in our, you know, lives and our many, many roles that we have and all the directions we're pulled in. And this is not about, let's say, free coaching where we're giving free coaching. This is about support using the skills as life coaches. Just as if I was a psychiatrist, you know, I can help you that way and support a volunteer and the platforms that exist for this, like Physician Support Line. I am not a psychiatrist, although I'm probably a psycho-urologist, honestly, but, <laughs> yeah. but I really, um, you know, I'm not that. So if I'm not that, I want to contribute with the skills I was lucky enough to, to you know, obtain and get as a certified life coach. So we're here for support it's seven days a week. It is Zoom-based. It is confidential. Everybody says a confidential agreement. This is not obviously going to be a transformational coaching session like if you did, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months. But it really is about planting the seed of hope because when there's hope, you know, it's very hard to go into, you know, suicidal thoughts. So if you lose hope, then you spiral into this bad place, you know, where you're depressed and anxious and you don't see the way out. 
when there's hope, this is a very different place. And it could take just a small seed of somebody being there for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, you know, it takes up to the hour to really sit with you and listen to you and and say, you know, I got you or I understand because I've been there with all physicians and many of the the ones there have been burned out crispy like I have, you know, so we understand it. We don't just say it. We really know where the bad place is and we want to help. So that's what it's about. I mean, it was founded because of love, because of humanity, because I believe in hope. I believe in helping each other. And it really is my passion to really help physicians. And I guess I really think that one of my roles of becoming a urologist is so I can do this. You know, I love urology and it's fun and it's also very meaningful, but I have never really felt like so embodied by this title, like I'm a physician. I mean, I really feel like I did it just so I could do this because this is important. So then you can listen to this message about wellness and taking care of yourself and learning boundaries and all this stuff that is really important for your self-care but coming from, let's say, a peer, right? So I hope that that, that is the whole point. I mean, that, that is what I think is the point of really my existence is to really drive this home that you matter, that it's important to say no, that it's important to have boundaries, self-care. I mean, this is really, really important. So that's what it's about <laughs> in a very short little thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just love it. And I mean, we are having this conversation via Zoom. So I see your beautiful face and I just feel this energy. And two times you said, you know, it's, based on love. And I just, I feel that. And I feel that that's why I am doing this work as well with coaching. I was so helped with burnout. You know, my listeners have heard me say, I tried all the things, more sleep, more exercise, more date nights. And all of those things helped me, you know, rise up a little bit above the burnout, but then I would slip back down. And it was not until I found coaching that I finally realized, oh, you know, yes, I can do these things and have support to help me set boundaries. I had never known how to say no before. I didn't want to, you know, turn into an a-hole, but through coaching, I learned I could set these boundaries and it helped me so much that I too became a coach. And I just want to tell everybody, it doesn't need to be so hard. Mm -hmm. And we too are humans. I think sometimes we women physicians who have achieved so much and have such expectations for ourselves, and others have expectations of us. We think we just need to do it all. And we're, like you said, burnt out crispy. I like that analogy. Yeah, I mean, these are great points. You, you talk about it. You're absolutely correct about, first of all, even knowing what boundaries even means or how to do them or what it is to say no. And it really is socialized since we're little. And if you have, you know, or around little kids, I mean, you will see that little kids are excellent about saying no. I mean, they say no all the time. They're like, nope, 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 nope. And yes, they no. starting at age two, the toddler years. It's all yeah. about... The they no. know what and they want. Exactly. And they don't like even blink about it when they say no. But then we kind of like, let's say, beat it out of them, especially girls where like you say, oh, you got to be nice. You got to say yes. And, you know, you know, you don't have to say no. And you have to say yes for everything. And, and it's, it's a little ridiculous because, you know, also I, I do this game with my daughter because I also do it with like when I do grand around talks or, or coaching things we do this little fun exercise about learning to say no. And we do this thing where you keep saying no, no, no. And people get really uncomfortable saying no, even as practice. And my daughter just laughs and doesn't, and she doesn't even blink when she says no. And she, she laughs because I tell her, oh, I did this with like, you know, doctors in the talk and they had a really hard time and they were giggling and they felt uncomfortable. She's like, why? And I'm like, exactly, why do you feel uncomfortable? But it, it's a practice. It's just like if you're practicing piano, at first it's kind of clunky and slow. And then it gets, you know, much faster later. So yeah, that's what I tell everybody. It takes practice. It's not med school hard, but it takes some practice and, you know, repeating yourself. And I always just say, 
at least start being aware. When you have that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, when someone asks you something, that's a sign that your body's saying, please say no. So just to become alert to that. And if you're not ready to say no yet, say, hey, I'm trying this new thing. I've got to wait 24 hours before I, you know, answer and I'll get back to you. But usually I just tell people like, if your body's saying, please say no, just say, you know what? I'm sorry, that doesn't work. But again, you may have other ideas. Oh, no, I think it's great. And, you know, people are like, I cannot say that. I cannot say no to this. I'm like, that's a thought. You know, that's also a thought you could have. But the thing is, you also don't have to say no right away. You can say, oh, thank you. But let me get back to you tomorrow. And that gives you a little space to then really, like you said, feel your body. What is your body telling you? Is this like, oh, no, 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 or like maybe. And that space can be okay without saying no right away. If you feel uncomfortable at the beginning to say no. And in 24 hours, you kind of think about it and you kind of feel how you want to reply. Another good tactic or skill could be, wow, thank you so much for thinking of me to do this, but I think Susie would be best. And you then amplify, elevate somebody else that maybe is not, you know, picked every time for this committee role, you know, and, and they could really be good at it. And you have, let's say, too much on your plate already, but you're always asked because you're you're maybe the leader or whatever, but you can amplify somebody else and hopefully a woman. <laughs> but yes. that's just a way to sort of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. You say, no, thank you. Appreciate you. But I don't want to do this without being, you know, rude, just being kind and giving it to somebody else. That's one way. Or let me get back to you. Like even like in an hour, you know, uh, let me get back to you. And that just gives you a little space to do exactly what you say. Feel in your body. What is your body saying? Like, are you cringing? Are you like feeling tight? Are you feeling like your neck's like really tense? That's probably a sign because your body's really smart and knows that this is not for you. So listen to that. That's called your intuition. That's kind of tapping into your source, energy, God, whatever, universe, whatever you call it. But it's really powerful. And that's usually the right answer. So good. And I think it's a kind of a foray. It's the entry level into get understanding our body. I always joke with listeners and clients of mine that we don't even listen to our bladder, right? And as a urologist, I mean, <laughs> That's that's important, but we docs just learn to go through our day and be in our head and we don't listen to our body. But usually that uncomfortable feeling comes up when we really don't want to do something. So it's a great kind yeah, of exercise. I mean, and for let's say physicians, but also many like like lawyers that are very brainy, like you're always in your head, right? Always in your head, thinking about, I don't know, some journal club or some chai square or some research. I don't know, like a lot of stuff in the head, which is important. But your head is connected to your body, actually. And yes. I also tell it to my to my patients, like they come in, yes, even with like let's say overactive bladder. But guess what? Yes, I can give you tons of medications, we can do Botox, we can do a million things medically, surgically, intervention wise. But if I don't manage your mind and your thoughts, which is connected to your bladder and is sending too many signals of like stress, go, 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 your symptoms won't get better. They really won't. I mean, we can put a bandaid and sometimes I have to help you with the medications to get you through while we figure out your head and your thoughts and your anxiety and your stress. But if we don't fix that, I mean, you really truly won't get better. I just will help you with symptoms. And that's okay. Some people just want to be helped with symptoms. They don't want to deal with it root cause. That's okay. But some people that want to do that work, which is work for either my patient or us as like learning that there is a connection and it takes work to manage our minds. It's our mind. It doesn't have to manage us. We have to manage it. (laughs) Right. And no one ever taught us this stuff. Oh no. So this is why I just, again, I feel like I just want to like spread the message to everyone, like coaching really works. And it really just helps teach us about our brain, things that we didn't learn in medical school about our brain. Yeah, and coaching really, obviously, appreciate is a very important tool. Coaching really comes from, you know, really Buddhist principles, awareness, you know, whether you call it like meditation or your quiet time, it's like 
being the observer of your thoughts, which is a coaching thing, but it's also like a Buddhist principle. You yes. are not your thoughts. You are the observer and the thinker of your thoughts. So when you step back and look at life like a like a, my teacher, you know, DJ Philip teaches me, like if you look at your life like the drama, like you are just watching the play of life and you don't get sucked into it. Then you just like look at for oh that's interesting that's happening or like i'm feeling this in my body that's interesting or this patient or this person is yelling that's interesting do i want to yell back or i'm gonna watch this play and slow down this movie and give me pause to then react will it be a kind reply hopefully that's the goal right like love is always the answer so am i gonna act and reply kindly am i gonna take a pause and maybe reply tomorrow Maybe. I mean, who knows? But you have to slow down the movie. Yes, because otherwise it is just that reaction. So many people are living like they're in a pinball machine, just getting bounced around and they're exhausted and they're just terrified of what's going to come next. Yes, we're always in like a reactive stress cortisol state. Like, again, you're like this squirrel in the middle of the road, like, dee, 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 like, yeah. oh, like, yeah. like, you're like, oh, they're going to run me over. Like, run, yeah. here, run here, put out the fire, jump in the tree, go here. You know, so you're always like that. And when you're in that state, guess what? When anything happens, you're going to react like in anger and in like aggression. And because you're like in a fight or flight mm -hmm. mode, you're like fighting. So guess what? If somebody says something to you, 100% you're not going to probably answer with kindness because you're in fight mode. You're going to be like, what? How can you say that to me? Right. Instead of being like, hmm, that's interesting. Well, I didn't think of it like that way. You know, like it slowed down. the movie. So much calmer. Calmer. And that, yes. that's like when you slow down, you're in a calm state and you're in a peaceful state. And then you can, like, like if you're in Hawaii or wherever your relaxation place is at the mountains of the lake, you know, if somebody tells you that you're at the lake, you're like, okay, that's good. But if you're in the middle of like Mexico City or LA where everybody's frazzled and neurotic, your thing is going to be a little different. I just guarantee you. But you have to cultivate this calmness, which is your true state. When we talked about roles at the beginning, like I'm a urologist, this, that, those are just false ego-based roles. And you have to cultivate the true sense of who you are. And that actually is a peaceful, loving, creative, enthusiastic person. I mean, that is your true sense, but we forget it. We just think we we're all- We do forget it. We don't even know it. Actually, I and we put it. too much emphasis on these roles. And when we start to strip away the titles, like who are you? Yes, 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 hallelujah, absolutely. And it really does come back to love. I mean, that's just my big thing is like, I think we're just like swirling big love spirits. I mean, it sounds a little woo woo, but I just, the more you think about it and feel into it, it's just so true. I love it. I mean, that, I mean, yes, that's wisdom. If you didn't hear anything from this podcast, you have to listen to what she just said. That is the wisdom. That is the whole point of this existence. Like, why are we here? First of all, why are we here? Are we here to like, Fill Be stress balls? Yeah, stress I don't balls. think so. Fill your closet with all the shoes. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the goal. <laughs> I don't know. But I really think it's about what do we all want, right? We want love. We want connection. We want to feel valued. That's like, that's what you want at the end of the day. Even if you're buying all this stuff, it's because you want somebody to say, oh, wow, you are valuable. You're worthy, right? Like, I see you. I see you. I mean, that's the whole thing about namaste. Soul, brother, soul, sister, I see you. That's what it means. Like, namaste, I see you. So let's start looking at people in the eyes. Like, that's something we've lost. Let's start acknowledging the human being in front of us. Let's be present for them. Let's be loving. 
And you really, again, can't do that if you're in a stress ball mode because you're reactive, you're fighting for your life. You gotta calm down the cortisol, slow it down. You've gotta do a little more parasympathetic to release a little dopamine and serotonin to feel the lovey wobbies inside. And you're gonna react so much different. You're gonna feel so much different. And then you're gonna attract all the stuff that you give out, everything you give out because it's the law of karma, which is an action or the law of the you know attraction of the universe. Whatever you put out, it comes right back. You put out anger, oh, guess what? It all comes back to you. <laughs> you put out love, you put out like gratitude, you put out all these things that are so powerful. Your life is transformed. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to say that I know what it's like to be stuck in that frustration, reactive. I'd say I was more frustrated. I mean, to me, that's just a little step down from anger, but like I lived so much of my life that way. But what started to be a little bit of an entryway out was the gratitude because I, no matter what was going on, I could just like pause and just remember, oh my goodness, I have water. I mean, even on the worst days in clinic and I'd be so stressed out and I have a woman who's like in her second day of an induction and thinking, when is this going to happen? All the activities going on. And I'm like, I have clean drinking water. This is amazing. There's a roof over my head. So for me, it was just that really gentle reminder that despite what I felt like I was living in chaos, there were these little things. And the more I did it, I became a practice day after day after day I started to see more of it, right? Because what we think about, our mind goes and gathers evidence, right? So the more you focus on that or the love, that sort of thing. But I just want to share with people that if they're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. I'm so stressed out. I am that stress ball. I don't even know how to begin to get after love. I will just offer that maybe try looking for gratitude. What other advice do you have for someone who's listening right now who might be feeling crispy and just really stressed and overwhelmed? What would your suggestion be? Because you can't go from that state to like, okay, I'm just going to like meditate and become very Zen. No, no. And like, that's, again, it's not, you know, I've been there twice. Like the second time was a whole long year with like real physical manifestations because your thoughts become your disease or your wellness. So it it really became disease and you can, you know, read about it and articles are written. I mean, like you can go through the whole list. So reach out to me. I'll tell you the whole list. It's a long list, but to get out of it, You know, yes, you can't go from zero to 60. We all know that it takes baby steps, but absolutely. And like, I'm going to have to agree because I don't have any other more powerful advice because stress and gratitude cannot coexist, not just verbally, like I said, a concept, but in your brain, those neurotransmitters are very different. When you're in a stress state, cortisol is released in your brain. I mean, we want to get nerdy. That's what happens. And when you are in gratitude, you have those thoughts of gratitude, again, serotonin, dopamine, all these other neurotransmitters are actually being released. So they cannot coexist. You know, if you want to be the like in the nerdy, what happens in your brain? So Love it. Wanna, so if you want to be in that state, it just cannot coexist. Now, how do you do it? Like, I kept thinking, hearing about gratitude and this. I'm like, what the, how do you do it? And like, I'm a little type A, so I need like instructions. Like, how do you do it? So and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get my little book. And I have a little black book that I just had. And so I said, I'm just going to do it. So at night, this is how you do it. And you can do whatever you want. At night, you know, after I go pee, you know, as a urologist, I go pee. And before I close my la- little eyeballs, you know, the last thing I do is I open my book and I write what I'm grateful for. What am I grateful for? And I, you know, sometimes it's the same stuff because the two days in a row, I may have two things I'm grateful for that is the same. But sometimes I like really want to change it. 
and it's anything from little to huge to tiny, every little thing, like I said, water, my sheets are clean. I connected with someone who's amazing. Um, you know, I had the coffee was awesome this morning, or like I don't have a headache, or I was able to do this, whatever it is. I mean, I write it down. And I also do it in the morning. When I wake up, the first thing I do is I write my what I'm grateful for, because that sets the intention for the day. And like you said, what are you putting your focus on? You can focus on all the negativity, it's there, or you can focus on all the positivity. You know, like the news focuses on all the negativity. And then if you get into this little rabbit hole, well, yeah, you're gonna feel stressed all day and like the life, the world is ending and it's a terrible place. But at the same time that all these terrible things are happening, there's amazing things happening. They're actually just not in the news because it's not clickbait. Right. Babies are being born. Of course. Families are celebrating things. Yeah, it's like somebody achieved this, like this person was cured from this like incurable cancer. I mean, like all is amazing. But your brain, if you think about how does your brain work? It is trying to keep you safe. It's looking for danger. So danger is all the news stories like, oh my God, these people are going to get us. And like, oh, they're killing everywhere. That's danger. You want to stay away from that. So you click on it because you want to survive. But you don't click on like, oh, this amazing baby story because you're you're alive. You're, you're calm. You're not. That's not dangerous. So when you understand that, then you can say, how am I going to put the intention of my brain to focus on the good? And then you see more of it and then you see more of it and you start realizing, wow, like there's so many good things today uh, without you even like doing like a formal gratitude journal. You just start realizing it is just like, wow, this is like a whole different color of the world today. And it's not right away. You know, it doesn't take three days. I mean, I really will say personally it took like, you know, probably two months where I really felt like, wow, like this is different. People start noticing things, different things. People tell me, wow, I like your energy. I'm like, hmm, okay, like you feel my energy even on Zoom. How? Well, because I work at it. It's not just comes naturally. It Every morning I spend an hour at night, you know, like I spend time that I schedule to do this. It's really important. I will wake up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. and do this for an hour. And that time is sacred. I will not do anything else at that time. And I need to do it every day because if not, I'm crazy pants, squirrel, crazy lady. I mean, like, yeah, I, I feel the same way. And I similarly got into it. I was just feeling so stressed. And I realized I looked at my phone first thing in the morning. I thought, is this the most important thing in my life? No, it's not. So instead, I would grab my phone and get my notes section and just start with my litany of gratitude. And it's just become an amazing way to start the day. And I think I'm going to add the end of the day. I mean, I will often think about it, but you mentioned how it just becomes natural. Like, I'll just walk down the street like, oh, look at that. That's amazing. Thank you, God. Like, and my kids hear me all the time, you know, say it out loud, which I think is great. You know, they might think yeah. I'm a little bit crazy pants, but that's fine. I'm just grateful for so much and hopefully it'll it's nice and night. You know why? Because then you're releasing that sort of serotonin happy hormone. And even, you know, if you are grateful for the people and connections, the connection of the oxytocin. So that's like, you know, the bonding thing, but it like helps you sleep at night because then you're going to be more calm because you're releasing that at night instead of like, oh, what do I have to do tomorrow? So when you focus that last thought before you close your eyes on that, it's like a nicer sleep. You're going to sleep a little bit better. Oh, I love it. So when people tell me like, oh, I can't sleep. Yeah, of course. When you're stressed, you can't sleep. That's part of it. Love it. So I think that this would be a good challenge for people. You know, give it a couple weeks. See what you think. I think you'll notice a difference and you'll be pleasantly surprised. And I don't want to say it's addictive, but since you are getting those feel good chemicals, to me, it's just like it's my go to when I'm feeling stressed. Oh, it's totally addictive. I mean, I'm, I have, I do have an addictive personality for sure, but I'm like, I'm going to use instead of drugs, I'm going to do like my natural oxytocin or serotonin. Like, 
you know, I breastfed my kids and I probably <laughs> did it way too long because I needed that oxytocin. It was addictive. I'm like, I need that. Happy it was call. such like, a calming it, time. It I was agree. Like, I need it. <laughs> like, I, it's not for you kids. It's for me, you know, but I mean, I'm just kidding. But I mean, no, I it's a really it. sweet bonding time, but there are other ways that we can get that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love this. And I think that this is just a helpful kind of step off. Now, who would be the person who should come to your website, which I will have a link in the show notes. Who would be someone who you'd say like, definitely, please come check it out. Maybe it's everybody. Let me know. Who do you yeah, think? It's, it really is any physician. If you're a physician, just come. I mean, it's for anything. I mean, like no topic is too small. Like, oh my God, am I upset at my husband? He, he's driving me crazy. And, or like I have, some people come like, a lot of them come with burnout stuff like they realize, but not everybody realizes you're in burnout. I didn't like definitely twice. I had to be like, you know, slapped in the head to realize it was burnout. But sometimes you're just like, I'm frustrated or like, or I have a meeting and I don't know what to do. Or, you know, you're, you're thinking about what to do and you need kind of like somebody to like talk it out with, but it could be anything really where you're at no topic is too small. Obviously, if you're actively suicidal, you know that there's other resources. We're not like a suicide crisis helpline. But again, it is confidential. It is pure. There's physicians. And, you know, you can keep the video off. You can put a Mickey Mouse name if you don't want to put your name. So it's really, it's just all about helping you and being there for you. We are also just launching right now, actually. I just did it last night for a short time. Because this is all peer-to-peer, but there is an attorney who's a defense attorney who's also a life coach, who also met through you know LinkedIn and online, and she coaches physicians who are going through malpractice suits. And we just added her as a kind of little bonus right now for a limited time, because if you're going through malpractice, it's first of all, a very long process, and it really spirals down into like depression, anxiety, and many physicians even leave medicine because they went through a lawsuit and it's very challenging. Nobody helps you through that. I mean, maybe your institution, maybe not, but not really. They may help you legally, but not emotionally. And the emotional toll is huge. And the impact for your family and people is huge when you're going through this. And we already are losing so many physicians leaving medicine for many reasons. This is kind of like another way we are losing them and we don't want to because we need good physicians. So she's here really helping to not as legal advice, but to coach you and help you and support you with what you're going through, kind of looking at it through the lens of like a lawyer, but as the lens of somebody that just really, I love her and brought brought her in because she loves humans like I do. She loves physicians and she has so much love. And so when I talk to her, I'm like, yeah, you're the one, you're a person that is very special and I want you to be here for whatever time, but for now we're having her. So again, there's, this is kind of new. It wasn't there yesterday. We you know we just added it. We're always adding new things. We're adding positivity catalysts. We're adding people that are aligned with a lot of things. I just added Lori Bourget-Bosch. I don't want to say her name wrong. She is a CEO and founder of Green Cloud Scrubs. It's a luxury scrubs. And she's all about positivity, amplifying women. And I'm all about that too. So we collaborate and you can go there. You can get discount for the scrubs because they're, you know, they're luxury and they're beautiful. So PC. They are beautiful. Yes. I've and seen then, them at conferences. They're amazing. They're beautiful. So, you know, we're just about building a community and it's, yes, it's about support, but it's a lot about a lot more. There's a lot of section about not a provider, 
I'm passionate about that, not the word provider. If that resonates with you, there's a whole lot of information articles written about this from Forbes, ACGME, Kaiser, I mean, a lot of places, because also that is about humanity. And to me, that, that starts burnout because we don't even know who we are. We're just providers. I'm not a provider. It's not about the ego. It's about, I am a healer, a teacher, a physician. That's the that's what it means to be a physician. And when we get rid of it and I'm a provider, I'm like, what? I'm not a provider. I don't provide electricity or internet. I'm a physician. So again, there's a lot of information there. Sometimes you're not ready. That's okay. It's just when you're ready, it's there. I think at least it's a place where people should go and check it out. And again, I just feel your warmth and energy and the love. And I just want people to know that there are so many of us who want to support you. Because being a physician is tough. Being a woman is tough. And we have just a few, we don't have the answers. Certainly you have the wisdom to know what's right. We have just some simple tools that we can share with you. So I love that you've created this beautiful space for people to come get support. If they're struggling with anything, whether it's at work or at home, they can come try it out. What a beautiful resource you've created. Well, you don't lose anything. I mean, like it's free and not that, you know, for physicians, I mean, we actually have, you know, we have money. Let's just be honest. But it's for support. It's to help you. And I really found it. I didn't talk about it at the beginning. When, you know, COVID was going on, obviously the other sister, you know, program physician support line, which is run by psychiatrists, his phone is different. I mean, I used it and I used it two, three times. And because I used it, I mean, months later, when I was going through my code certification training, I thought, well, like, you know, I use that and that was helpful. And like, now I'm going through training, like maybe we could do something similar. And I actually called Mona like, and I'm like, how did you do this? Like, how, do, how does it even work? I don't know how. And I had to figure out a lot of stuff, including, I, you know, a lot of stuff I didn't want to learn, like IT and acuity and all these things. I don't know how. I don't know how to do any of this, but I'm going to figure it out. And and because the why is important, because I care, because it's about love and humanity, and because you don't have to be in the dark place I was in. You probably will because we all have our journey. We have to learn the lesson. But if we can make the landing a little softer, that would be great. Oh, my gosh. That is so beautiful. Yeah. But you may have to go through it because we all have to learn that lesson sometimes, even though we try to, even like your kids, you want to protect them, but they're going to have to learn the lessons. So you know, but we want to just be there. And so I did it because literally like even, even to this day, which is probably two years now down the road, every time I think about somebody was there and I don't know what we talked about, probably my work, who knows? Somebody was there, they're busy physician, but they volunteered their time to help me and not like a lot of people like that has to give you hope. Even if you don't use the service, just the thought, if it doesn't breed hope and love and just like nice feelings. Like, I don't know what will, because that is what this is all about. There are people who love and want to help you and that there is hope I think is so valuable. And the other thing that having this conversation and having resources like this, it also normalizes that this is a problem. You're not alone in struggling. There are so many people who are struggling. There are people who have dark thoughts. Again, I will have both of these resources, the physician support line and your resource in my show notes. I just want people to know, I say it time and time again, you are not alone. We need to stop the stigma. We need to normalize brain health and get the help that we need because it's available. Mental health is the most important health. If you don't have, like I said, when you don't have mental health, when I was in the very dark place of burnout number two, which is also a split from your own self and spiritual being. But anyway, when you're in that place, you know, it's just, you're going to get physical illness. Like if you don't make time to stop 
for your own mental health, it will stop for you. Because then I was like, you know, with GERD and protonics and I had like a holter monitor. My God, I'm like 42 years old. I'm holter monitor because I have chest pains. I can't walk across the room. I have rheumatoid factors high. I have joint pain. I mean, it made me stop. Your body was saying, um, hello, yeah. would you please listen? Yes, of course. Like it's an explosion, right? It's not even like a hello, tap, tap. It's yeah. Like yeah, I know. You you got the big yeah. explosion. Yeah, oh, and I had to have tooth abscess, I grinded my teeth. I had root canals. I mean, it was awful from stress grinding of your teeth, you know? So it, it's really painful. It's not fun. Listen to your body. Like you went to the first point, listen to your body. We are always in our brain, always thinking up here, but like it's connected to your toes too. So please like listen to the body because when you're cringing or getting tense, something's not right. You're deviating from your authenticity, your authentic self. What is your authenticity? People always say, oh, she's so authentic or, oh, she's authentic. What does authenticity mean? It means that you are going to your true self you are love, you are joy, you are enthusiastic. I mean, that's that's kind of why you say they're authentic because they're living their life in those terms of like being joyful, being excited. That are, If you think about when you think of whoever you think is authentic, look at those traits, what are their traits? And those are their traits. Joy, enthusiastic, they're just living life, they're happy, they're creative, they're creating things. That's an authentic person. And we are all all authentic people. We just forgot. We just got kind of lost maybe in our heads and we lost that way. And we were never taught. This is something we have to remember. Yes. Oh, I love that. We have to remember. Mm -hmm. So good. I could have a conversation with you all day, but I just want to say before we wrap up, what else didn't we speak to that you think would be really important for people to know if there's anything that we missed? You know, I think gratitude was the most important. We already obviously covered it, but I think it's just making that time for you. I mean, if you don't pause and spend, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever time for you, things won't change. You have to have some time to think, but also feel and think. These questions we talked about, who am I? Where am I going? Why am I here? What is the purpose? what is going on like because do I want to live this way where there's some stress and this job that is toxic and it's not about changing the circumstance many times but sometimes you have to you must get out but you have to reevaluate your life and actually every day because you have to think about it and remember go back to your authenticity remember where where are you going who do you want to be what do you want to show up as and if you don't spend that time when are you going to do it I mean when are you going to do it I just want to know when yeah. When you're this is hospital. our one precious life. That's it. You get one chance. You get. We one get to life. remember that our authentic self is love and joy, and we just forget. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because again, we go back to the kids. Kids are pure souls, just like I think animals. Like they're pure souls. There's not a baby, a child who's not a pure soul. They are what authentic, right? What's their authenticity? Joyful, giggly, jumping, happy, and then we forget it as we. As the ego comes in, the ego starts coming in all these roles as a teenager, blah, blah, blah. You start getting the ego coming in and you forget. You forget. You're chasing the dream of be a doctor, be a lawyer, be the ego comes in. You forget. And then the whole point is go back and remember. Go back and remember who you are when you came into this world as a pure soul. You have to go back. And if you don't spend the time to cultivate this because you spend a lot of time with the ego, which was all the roles, then it's like, 
you're going to be like the crazy squirrel and the chicken. So go back to your natural state of joy, peace, authenticity. That is what it is. So that's what I would say. Wow. I love that. And that seems just so much gentler and more attainable than like, I have to go out and like find peace. I have to go find joy. It's like, no, it's within us. We just need to take the time. And again, my advice would be just to start to look for the little things that can be your entry point. And again, this doesn't happen overnight, but we're a beacon of hope for everybody out there. Whether you're feeling more calm in your life, that's fantastic. Keep at it, spread the word, but also just to normalize that there are a lot of struggles, but help is available. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that, 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 that's also like, that's the number one, two point, so important of wisdom you just said. It is within you. Peace is not outside at the yoga place or at wherever you're going to do. It's inside of you. So is love. So is happiness. When you get to whatever you're going to do, happiness is not tomorrow. Happiness is not, it wasn't yesterday either. It's a choice. But it wasn't yesterday either when you had like a better life. No, it wasn't yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It is today. Happiness is today in the moment. Peace, joy is within you. All that is inside of you. And it's in the present moment. It's not any other time. So yeah, I love that. Thank you. Wow. Well, I think we should just end there. I now have head to toe goosebumps because that resonated so much with me. It is available today. Thank you so much for this conversation. Yes, I loved it. It was such, 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 such pleasure to connect. I mean, I'm just so grateful. And your joy and your, you are a beacon of light and hope as well. And, you know, anything we can do to help you spread your message, because it's so important. It is really powerful what you're doing. And I'm just so excited to see your light and see you shine and help you in any way. Thank you so much. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.